Well, we begin today with Gaza, which went into darkness last night with virtually all power and communication cut off, heightening fears for what is unfolding inside the Strip after Israel warned of an escalation of its offensive. And with all reports suggesting the bombardment has greatly intensified. So I'm going to go straight on the phone now to Dr. Margaret Harris. She's spokesperson for the World Health Organisation. Good afternoon, Margaret, and thanks for joining us. Good afternoon, Mary, and, and thank you for hosting me. OK, uh, we heard from the Director General of the WHO who tweeted this morning that contact has been lost with the staff there in Gaza. Do you know the status of, of um, your colleagues there at this point? No, it's exactly as the Director General said. We've been desperately trying to get a hold of our colleagues. We have more than 20 there who've been working day and night to try to get help to the hospitals and health workers. And uh, we've also been trying to get hold of our NGO partners. You know, many partners are working as well, and we're just not hearing from anyone. It's a complete blackout. We are desperately worried about them, but also about all the health workers and the civilians who've been under this intense bombardment. And just in terms of how your the operation is working out there on the ground, uh, I assume difficult from what you can tell, if you can tell, for medical aid or ambulances to get to people who need it. It's getting worse and worse. So the more that um, bombardment occurs, the more destruction there is of the roads, of the you know, means of egress, but also the ambulances simply don't have fuel to function. So increasingly, the ambulances can't get to the injured, but at the same time, the hospitals also can't deal with the injured. They're working at what's described as 150% capacity, which is a nonsense. That means you do not have beds. You you do not have anybody anywhere to put the people who are continually flowing in, desperately needing your help. And how confusing is the situation there? Um, You know, I was just watching BBC correspondent uh, earlier this morning, Rushdu Abu Alouf, and he was saying that it's total chaos. He described it as hell, um, given the heaviest night of bombing yet. So just, you know, how difficult is it there? Extremely difficult. And as I said, we, we don't even have the usual contact we have with our staff to have un, some kind of understanding of what's going on. But the only solution here, absolutely the only solution, is to have an immediate ceasefire. And that's on humanitarian grounds. Now, that was passed as a UN resolution. This is what the world's agreed to. And what we, what the Director General has made very clear, we need those who have the wherewithal to make the warring party stop to stop immediately. Okay, and following that UN uh, resolution last night, I mean, would you be in any way hopeful that this um, call for a humanitarian truce could be answered just to allow that aid to reach those who need it? You can't do this work unless you have hope. Uh, We must have hope. Humanity must prevail. We are all decent at the heart of it. And, and, and the only answer here is an end to this horrific situation.
Okay, well, thank you um, very much for joining us, Dr. Margaret Harris of the World Health Organization. And apologies, the sound of that line uh, was uh, a little bit muffled. But um, we're going to move to our other panel of guests now because we have Hildegard Nocton, who is Minister of State for Public Health and the National Drug Strategy and a Fine Gael TD from Galway West. She's joining us from our Galway studio. Uh, Ono Brinch and Fain TD for Dublin Midwest and his party's Spokesperson on housing is here in studio, as is Gary Gannon, the Social Democrats TD for Dublin Central, and his party spokesperson on education, arts, social protection, foreign affairs and defence. Thank you all uh, for joining us. Uh, Minister Hildegard Nocton, I might go to you first because... We know that up to a few days ago, there were about 30 or so Irish citizens in Gaza. Um, Do you have any update as of this morning on those people who are Irish citizens or have dual citizenship? Uh, Is there communication with them? Have they managed to, uh, to, to leave Gaza on time? Yeah, the, the situation in Gaza, as we can all see, is critical. I know that connectivity in Gaza has been was variable since the start of this crisis and has been an ongoing challenge, not just for Ireland, but for all countries trying to maintain contact with their citizens. So the Department of Foreign Affairs are continuing to, to reach out um, and working through, um, coordinating through um, our EU partners and other uh, states uh, to um, try to uh, get those communication lines open. Um, I understand some very limited contact with a, a small number of citizens um, has been possible, but I, I really don't want to Are comment you further speaking on of, that. As of today or? Since <coughs> since last night, that's my okay. understanding. But I, I just, I'm very conscious of people listening here who may have family members in Gaza, citizens, but I just want to, I suppose, assure uh, those who are, are listening and um, that all that can be done to uh, re-establish that connectivity is is ongoing uh, from the Department of Foreign Affairs working with our EU uh, partners and, and other states as well. OK, and do you have an indication as of yet as to how many Irish people need assistance at this stage? Well, I know that Taoiseach has previously stated that there is approximately 40 Irish citizens in Gaza um, and I know that there was ongoing work and regular contact with a number of those Irish citizens in the region, um, including groups of citizens who were who wished to leave Gaza and you know we have been liaising, as I say, with all the relevant authorities in respect of their cases and coordinating as well at an EU level, but it's all very um, I suppose sensitive and really I, I don't want to comment any further in relation to it because okay. I don't have the up-to-date you know, within the last few hours data. So I don't want to be giving any um, misinformation in relation to that also. Okay, and Gary Gannon, this communications blackout, there is very little way of knowing what's unfolding in Gaza now, isn't there? Um, The prospect for disinformation increases. What do you think the international community should be doing uh, at this point? Condemn condemn to the fullest extent that we possibly can call for a ceasefire scream at the top of our lungs I mean this communications blackout has been enforced on the Gazan population by the state of Israel it's doing so precisely so that information can't be allowed to seep out into the greater world I can't imagine the horror that has befallen 2.2 million citizens there who have faced three weeks of bombardment, bombardment with walls of water electricity gas being told to move to the south and then watch the south be bombed this communications blackout been purposely done. There's genuine fears now for ethnic cleansing, moving on to genocide. This, the international community has to be loud here in their calls. I think the call from the resolution yesterday from the UN was welcome, but we can't have Israel, who were supposed to be a member of that, um, just simply defy that call 
I mean, they need to be held to account. At this moment in time, Israel is acting like a rogue state and they need to be held to account for that. The United States has lost any moral authority that they potentially had in the world, but that's questionable in the first place. But... Um, just, just on that UN vote, though, um, should Hamas have been condemned as part of that? Of course, uh, can, UN? Hamas can be. Hamas has been condemned for the last three weeks. Rightfully, we should condemn Hamas with Earl from the high heavens. Mm, but the uh, Israeli uh, government would argue that this UN resolution gives cover to it doesn't. terrorists. It doesn't give cover to terrorists. This UN resolution calls for exactly what it is, the humanitarian truce. I mean, that's temperate language in my regard. It's what it should be calling for is a ceasefire. I'd go further in terms of actually stopping this genocide that has taken place. I appreciate that we need to be condemning Hamas. We've done that for three weeks. We will continue to do it. But all the while that's happening, we've seen, what, 7,000 people being killed in Gaza at the minute. Any number of, the number of children being killed increases according to every two or three minutes. So we can't actually settle on a figure. So I condemn Hamas, but I am horrified at the international community and their absence of a collective response. The EU not even being able to agree to a ceasefire the other day. I can't mm. believe it. And just in terms of a collective response coming from the Oireachtas, there was a vote yes. last week um, calling for a ceasefire. Uh, how did the Social Democrats Social Democrats. So the vote, is, the vote last week called for a ceasefire. It rightly condemned Hamas. It didn't condemn Israel. It acknowledged the atrocities being fallen on the people of Gaza. But it made out that these atrocities were almost a natural phenomenon recording from nature as opposed to being perpetrated by the State of Israel. It is absolutely... So the Social Democrats didn't vote no. for this along, and Sinn yeah, Féin and, and the government parties me, did. Yeah, absolutely. So the Social Democrats did not vote for that. And Mimi Roll is a Social Democrat spokesperson on Foreign Affairs, absolutely stand over that. It's incumbent upon us when we see war crimes, when we call them out, to name the perpetrator of those war crimes. Okay, uh, Owen O'Brien, um, do you think Ireland is being a strong voice on this? Well, uh, if you look at how the EU member states voted in the UN resolution uh, uh, yesterday, um, only eight member states, Ireland included, voted uh, for the resolution. Uh, uh, the rest either abstained or voted against. So in fairness uh, to the Irish government, I think they have listened both to the groundswell of public opinion that is rightly appalled uh, by what's going on, particularly what's going on in Gaza over the last number of, of weeks, uh, and people want a ceasefire. The, the original language in Micheál Martin's motion to the Dáil didn't call for a ceasefire, it called for a, a humanitarian pause. Uh, uh, but very, very strong efforts were made by ourselves and others in opposition uh, to ensure that the unified position of the Oireachtas and the government uh, was for a ceasefire. Because what the people of Gaza need now more than anything else is they need an end to the violence. And what surprised me about some of the commentary about the UN resolution is a ceasefire applies to everybody. Uh, a ceasefire means uh, anybody who's involved in violence ceases that violence uh, and to create space, first of all, uh, for crucial supplies, electricity, water, food and medicines, but also to try and create the space to see uh, what efforts can be made uh, uh, to reinsert diplomacy and political dialogue okay. to resolve the causes of this conflict. And that, and that UN resolution, that vote, it did not condemn Hamas. Um, it did not name Hamas. Should it have? Yeah, the Canadian uh, amendment should have been accepted uh, and I see no reason why it shouldn't have been. But, but I also think it's really important to stress uh, as clearly as we can what is required now is a ceasefire. Uh, Gary is absolutely right. Uh, we are seeing every single day hundreds upon hundreds upon hundreds of civilians being killed. We're seeing thousands of children being killed 
journalists, doctors, uh, aid workers. This isn't uh, an assault by the Israeli government against Hamas. This is an assault by the government of Israel on the ordinary people uh, of the Gaza Strip. This is a form of collective punishment. Uh, And again, Gary is correct. Uh, It's no accident that there's a communications blackout uh, because the government of Israel does not want, particularly as they move into what everybody understands to be coming next, uh, uh, the ground uh, invasion. Uh, What's going to be uh, a level of, of death of ordinary civilians, of men, women and children and people who are in there trying to assist them in what has been an appalling situation well before this phase of conflict happened. But that's why I have to say uh, I would like to see the Irish government do more in terms of pushing other EU member okay, states who have, yet, who have yet to call for a ceasefire. So you say that, that the UN resolution should have named Hamas. Should Hamas now release the hostages that are being held? Of course. And again, uh, from the very beginning uh, uh, of this phase of conflict in the Israel-Palestine conflict, uh, we've been calling for the full release of all hostages. Nobody has the right to take hostages uh, and civilian hostages. But right now, the overwhelming majority of violence has been directed against ordinary civilians, men, women and children in Gaza. And therefore, it's a distraction to somehow say that that's a reason why we shouldn't call for a ceasefire. The ceasefire needs to happen. It needs to happen now. And the blockade and collective punishment of the Palestinian people of Gaza needs to end. You want to come in there? Even in relation to condemning Hamas, Look at the intensification of violence that's taking place in the West Bank at the moment where Hamas aren't and where no hostages are being kept. Over the last week and a half we'd have upwards of 100 people below the age of 18 who are being assassinated with sniper rifles. Sky News, which I very rarely would accuse of being an impartial viewer of this, but they're showing on Sky News um, teenagers throwing stones at the Israeli occupation forces and every what, hour a sniper rifle takes one of them out, ambulances come in, takes that child away and brings them off in an ambulance. That's the reset. I watched an interview who were a guy being asked from the Israeli state being asked about this and he's like well it's up to the Palestinian authorities to control the young people. But nonetheless 229 hostages 1400, in 1400 Mary, The Israeli state have 1400 hostages at the minute themselves. We should release all hostages. Okay Mary, uh, I might bring you in there uh, Hildegard Nocton. I yeah. mean what is the next step now for the government given the evolving situation given that last night was the heaviest night of bombardment and this blackout, communications uh, blackout and electricity blackout this morning, is is the position of the Irish government going to change or evolve here? I think it's really important to say that the view of the Irish government, I believe, has been very balanced and we've been calling for um, a, a ceasefire, humanitarian pauses, whatever you want to call it, the wording we are not caught up on. It's what we need here is to ensure that there is humanitarian uh, access, um, that they can bring in f- fuel, water, humanitarian supplies. That is what Ireland has been pushing for strongly at EU level, at a UN level. Um, we have said over and over that collective punishment is wrong uh, the, and the innocent civilians and the people of Gaza should not be subjected to this collective of punishment, hostage taking is wrong, they need to be released. It's not acceptable to target civilian infrastructure. But the real urgency here now is around humanitarian uh, access to allow uh, help and supports and services, fuel, water, all of those supplies to get in. That is the top priority. Okay, and the okay, and we will keep- that is, is really irrelevant at this particular point. Okay, we'll keep an eye on any breaking news that might be emerging from the Middle East. But for now, we'll take a break. Saturday with Colm O'Mungon on RTE Radio 1.